Hello and welcome to Good Podcasting. My name is Brian Biedenbach and I will be your host on the show designed to help you create, launch, and grow your podcast. This podcast is really made up of two different type of episodes that alternate from one week to the next. One that you'll hear today is more of an interview style podcast where I'm talking to creators, podcasters specifically, who have been at it for a year or two years and are willing to talk about their story of why, when, and how they got started and some of the lessons and challenges that they faced along the way. And then the other type of episode that you'll hear spaced out every other week in between these interviews is a much shorter episode. And it's going to be primarily just me sharing some of the equipment that I'm using, equipment that I'm testing out, what I'm doing to the content that I'm recording in post-processing, and some tips and ideas and topics of conversation that will help you grow as a podcaster. In today's interview, I'm talking to a podcaster who has a unique style of podcast, meaning that He does a lot of interviews like many podcasters do, but he always does these interviews on the road. You see, his name is Dan Clouser, and he travels the country here in the United States in an RV full time and interviews the people he meets along the way. I won't spoil the rest of it. You can hear his story from the man himself, Dan Clouser. Let's jump into today's interview on Good Podcasting. Welcome back to another episode of Good Podcasting. Today, I'm joined by Dan Clouser, who has a fascinating story of uh, how he got started podcasting and what he's doing with his podcast. And I'm excited to share a little bit of that with you today. Dan, welcome to Good Podcasting. Brian, thanks for having me on the show. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit, before we get into kind of your podcast journey, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, kind of what you're up to these days. So my wife and I live full-time in an RV. Uh, We travel around the country with our golden retriever, whose uh, name is Euclid. I'm a big baseball fan, and uh, Kevin Euclid was a former third baseman, first baseman for the Boston Red Sox, so I named my dog after him. Um, But I had uh, coached baseball and ran a youth sports organization for 30 years, and August of 2020, uh, decided to start a new chapter, and uh, my wife and I sold our house and all of our stuff. Uh, bought an RV and we travel around the country, um, do speaking engagements. We do a lot of volunteering. Um, we volunteer with an organization called a year to volunteer. And, uh, we just go into different, whether it be a nonprofit organization or a state park or, um, county park, and we'll do a, about a two week project. And, uh, that's one of the things we've really enjoyed most. Um, and you know, the podcasting, um, you know, is really a way for me to tell the stories of the people that we meet on this journey mm. um, who may not have a platform to tell their story. And I think everybody's got a, a story can inspire others. So I, I enjoy giving those who may not be invited to uh, be on a podcast to, you know, be on, be on my show and tell their story and hopefully it inspires some people. You and I were talking just a minute ago off air. I feel like we're, 
have kindred spirits a little bit. You know, I, I, that's one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to give people an opportunity to share their story because most of the time you're busy sharing other people's stories. And I know yours comes out in your podcast, but, um, I do love to, to talk to people and just learn and listen and hear, hear what's going on in people's lives and give them an opportunity to share. It's interesting to me that you kind of, some of your story, you sold everything, right? You jumped in an RV, you bought an RV and you decided to travel the country. Tell us a little bit about that choice and that decision and kind of how that's been for you. Why did you go that route? I never thought I would go this route. Um, it's, okay. uh, it's funny the, you know, the podcast title is the journey of my mother's son. And the reason for that title is my mom actually did a similar thing. Um, back in the mid 1980s, I was, I was living in Pennsylvania. My mom and dad were divorced. She was in Florida and she decided to quit a really good job selling life insurance and she took an old 1967 Plymouth Valiant, um, tore the back seat out of it, put a sheet of plywood in there and a mattress and converted that into a bed and just traveled the, the country. Um, and she would just connect with, you know, friends and strangers and, you know, stop by, just show up on the front door of, uh, you know, family and friends unannounced and hang out for, <laughs> hang out for a few days and, um, you know, if she ran low on cash, she would waitress or pump gas or do whatever she, she felt she needed to do. And then later on, she graduated to a 1978 Toyota camper. Um, she stopped traveling full time and went back to school to become a, a drug and alcohol addictions counselor. Um, but she's still, okay. uh, that volunteer spirit had never left her. So, uh, you know, she would still take that Toyota camper. If there was a hurricane that hit somewhere in Florida, she would give mm. two, three weeks of time and, and go help with the Salvation Army. Um, after 9-11, she went up to ground zero for the initial plan was like three months. I think it turned into like six or nine months and volunteered up there with the Salvation wow. Army. Um, so I always loved her story and I love telling her story. I never envisioned it to be my story. And then in early 2019, I took two solo trips, um, one to Dallas, uh, from Pennsylvania to Dallas. And I went down through Louisiana and back home. Um, and another one down to Orlando, Florida. Um, and it was the first time in my, in my life that I really took my time on a trip. Um, every other trip I'd ever taken with our organization, it was always very regimented. There was always a schedule to keep, um, you know, just very tight, not a lot of time to, you know, quote unquote, enjoy the journey. And on those two trips, I, uh, I was able to enjoy the journey more than I ever did before. And I think it kind of hit me, uh, all of a sudden it was like, wow, I, I think I just figured this out. I think I know why mom did this. And, uh, I'm mm. an author as well. I was in the process of adding 10 new chapters to my first book at that time. And when I got back, I had written like I hadn't written in years. Um, you know, I was working 80, 90 hours a week at, at our complex that we ran. Um, you know, so it was difficult mm. for me to make time to write. Um, and it felt, you know, at that point, it felt really like a calling of, you know, a voice, whether you want to say it, you know, the God speaking to me saying it's time for a new chapter, um, 
time to sure. close this chapter, which I, I didn't embrace initially. It, it was kind of an internal battle because, mm-hmm. you know, the work that we were doing, it's not like I was in a job where I hated my job and I was in a, you know, nine to five, miserable, working for the man sort of thing. <laughs> you know? um, I was still the boss <laughs> and we were doing incredible work, man. We were, we were working with kids, you know, and uh, I know you know what that's yeah. like when you're working with kids and, yeah. you know, really kind of impacting their future. That's a big deal. So it was a, it was a struggle at first. And, uh, you know, he, he just kept speaking to me, you know, saying it's time for a new chapter, you know, it's time for a new chapter. Mm. And, uh, after a while I I embraced it. Um, I ran it by my wife. She thought I had completely lost my mind at first. (laughs) I was going to ask about that. (laughs) (laughs) And she was actually going through some issues professionally as well, where, uh, Mm -hmm. um, some doors weren't opening for her professionally. She had just been laid off from corporate America. She was in another position that was a temp to permanent. Um, but it seemed like the temp was never ending. And, uh, you know, after a while uh-huh. she's, she, you know, she came home one day, she said, no, maybe this is a sign. You know, I was just told again that they're not hiring. Um, maybe this is a sign. Let's, you know, let's do this. So we bought the the RV on March 20th, which was the same day that, the governor of Pennsylvania was shutting down the state for COVID. And, you know, August, uh, August 14th of 2020, we, we, you know, left the house, jumped in the RV and haven't looked back. Wow. Where's the first place you went? What was your first trip? First trip was actually down the Blue Ridge Parkway um, from the very top in, uh, um, you know, Skyline Drive all the way down um, into uh, Cherokee, North Carolina. Okay. And then we, we went up into Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and then we actually worked our way back to Pennsylvania uh, to spend Labor Day with our family up at uh, our one daughter and son-in-law's uh, hunting camp that they have up in Sullivan County, Pennsylvania, which is kind of the northern part of Pennsylvania. Okay. So you you said the, the title of your podcast is Journey of My Mother's Son, and there's a tagline, right? Something about little people in little places. Is that right? Do I have that right? Yeah. Yeah, the subtitle is Many Little People in Many Little Places, um, which actually is yeah. derived from uh, the opening lyrics of a song by a guy by the name of Michael Fronte. Okay. And uh, the song's Gloria. And uh, the opening lyrics basically go, when many little people in many little places do many little things, then the whole world changes. So all of my guests, I ask the same final question, which is, you know, what's one of the little things that you do to make the world a little bit better place? Um, and the the vast variety of answers has just been incredible and quite inspiring. For my 101st uh, episode, I actually did kind of a montage of probably about 20 or 25 answers okay. um, of that, that question, uh, which I thought was really cool. Was, I, I actually really enjoyed doing that. And it was tough to to leave some out, you know, because yep. you'd, you'd done a hundred interviews and you really had a hundred incredible answers and to kind of right. dial that down to, <laughs> you know, a smaller percentage was, was tough, but, um, and it, it really does talk to, you know, what we all can do to just help make the world a little bit better place, you know? Yep. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Right on, man. I love that. Uh, and I love that the, the consistency of the same question to end every podcast. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I'm curious how you find your guests. So you're traveling in your RV. Do you 
schedule things out ahead of time or do you pull people aside that you're observing as you're sitting there eating at a coffee shop or something? Like how do, where do your guests come from? Um, so it really is a lot more of the latter. Um, you know, so I, I do have kind of two categories of guests. Um, you know, those that truly we do meet face to face. Um, and a lot of them can be, um, you know, people we're volunteering with on a project or, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, one of the most fortunate things of our journey is I've been able to reconnect with a lot of my old players from when I, you know, coached baseball. Oh yeah. Um, so a lot of times those visits usually end in a podcast of, you know, of some sort, we usually make sure we have enough time and go back to the RV and record a podcast. Um, and then there are people that I interview just via zoom that I'm reaching out through uh, Podmatch, who still have fascinating stories. And even though I haven't met them in person, I think they're, they're certainly worthy to tell those, those stories, but I really do love, um, doing the face-to-face interview and I'm, you know, just recording that on my phone with a couple, you know, clip on mics and, you know, it's, it's just, again, if it's somebody we've been volunteering with for a couple of days, you know, and you're, you're working and you're, mm-hmm. you know, putting stuff together and you're having a conversation and like something will click. And it's like, you know what, um, this story needs to be, needs to be told, you know? So gotcha. at the end of the day, I'll say, Hey, can we carve out some time? Can you come over to the RV or I'll go to your RV and let's sit down and, and, you know, tell your story. So you said this isn't your first podcast, right? You were talking about um, doing some podcasting. I think I listened to, I think it was on your first episode um, of Journey of My Mother's Son. You talked about doing some podcasting with another organization. But you and I were talking, you know, a few minutes ago, and this one's a little bit different for you. The the workload and kind of the back end stuff you mentioned is a little bit different. So walk us through kind of the differences that you see or you've experienced between what you were doing prior and now what you're doing on the road without a producer and without an editor and all of that. Yeah. So the first podcast I did was uh, called Stepping Up to the Plate, and it was for my, you know, the nonprofit that I'd worked for, Big Vision Foundation. And yeah, I started doing that in 2012 before I even knew what a podcast was. So <laughs> I didn't know um, that either. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was invited into into a studio to be a guest on a podcast um, to you know tell a little bit of my story, and then afterwards, um, you know, me and the producer started talking, and uh, you know, she said, you know, that that's an amazing story about how you built this organization. You should start a podcast for the organization and tell stories of, you know, your players and your sponsors and your alumni. And just, there's this, you know, all the work you guys are doing in the community, you need to get those stories out there. And again, I had no idea what a podcast was, (laughs) you know, didn't have any idea how it worked. Um, But I, you know, presented it to our board and uh, they went ahead with it. So uh, I became the host of the stepping up to the plate podcast. And it was a little different than what I do now because they were generally, you know, anywhere between like 12 and 18 minute okay. interviews. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty quick. Um, I would go into a studio and just, you know, sit across the table with a microphone for my guest or guests. I would, I'd have multiple guests on the show occasionally and we'd have a, you know, a conversation and then I would leave the studio and, you know, I'd find out from my producer, Tony, um, 
you know, hey, it's it's out there, it's on the web, you know, share it with your group and we'd send out an email blast that, you know, this episode was now out and really had no idea, you know, how the back end worked. And I mean, I did, sure. I think 278 episodes is the final episode. Um, but oh, again, I had word. no idea how it got, you know, from me talking into the microphone to <laughs> the internet world. Um, so as Sandy and I were talking about doing the new chapter, I mean, I really did enjoy telling the stories and, you know, I, I thought again, you know, going back to my mom, um, when she had passed away, I remember, you know, looking through her journals and, you know, just going through photographs and, you know, stories, you know, written stories of people she would meet along her journey. And then just letters that we would receive. We received a ton of letters from people that we never met after she passed away, just telling us the impact that she made on their lives. And I thought, mm. man, you know, how cool would it would have it been for mom to have done her journey in the internet social media age, you know, to be able to tell these stories yeah. in real time. So that's when it started, when the wheels started turning. And I, w I went to my producer, Tony, and I said to her, you know, hey, I, I want to keep podcasting once we, we leave. Can you, mm. you know, show me how the magic happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after I leave the room? So between her and a, a good friend of mine, Justin Shank, who, has, who is the host of the Growth Now Movement podcast, um, they showed me the, you know, the back end of how things happen, um, you know, after I left the studio. And then again, COVID hit and it was a complete, you know, I'm like, what, like, if I can't sit across, you know, three <laughs> feet away from someone to do an interview, like, what do I do? Yeah. And that then kind of launched me into the world of, you know, recording virtually and, and, you know, recording on zoom. And, uh, again, it, it was something completely different than what I had ever done. I mean, you know, literally every other podcast I had recorded, um, almost 300 at that point, you know, between the old show and what I'd done in the new show was just sitting, you know, across the table, having a conversation. So yeah. to now put myself, you know, in front of a computer and, you know, sometimes people I hadn't actually met, I mean, I shouldn't say that there were, there were, uh, most of them were still people I knew, but actually there were a couple right. of people that, you know, there was a mutual introduction where I did one, you know, with a friend who said, Hey, um, would you be interested in talking to this person and doing a podcast with them as well? And it's kind of neat because some of those people that I did in the early days, we've actually met on our journey now. Yeah. Yeah. It's fascinating to meet someone, you know, I, I did some online classes and, and then we meet in person. And so you get a whole different perspective on an individual seeing them only online and then meeting them in person. And I have some friends now too, that we've met through things like Podmatch and things like, you know, Facebook groups for YouTube content creators randomly. And I've just gotten close and been able to meet some friends for lunch when we've been traveling too. So what a cool opportunity that this gives you to build new relationships with people let's talk about the tools that you use. So you mentioned you have two kind of mics that you plug into your phone. Uh, that's how you record. What app do you use? What host site do you use? Just for, again, for people who are listening and want to start a podcast, what are some of the tools that have been beneficial to you that maybe someone else else can grab and, and learn from? 
Yeah. So the first thing I want to say about that for anybody who's hesitant or thinks that maybe you're not smart enough to do this or not technologically advanced to do this, I'm here to assure you <laughs> that if I can do it, you can do it. Um, so the again, the ones I do in person, um, I use a, an app called HiQ. It's H-I-Q. Um, I think it cost me like a buck 99 or something on my phone. And then I just use a couple clip on mics um, <clears throat> and I get a very good sound quality um, on those. Um, even though like I'm not, um, I'm not caught up in making sure I got great sound. Cause you know, a lot of times depending on where I'm at, I, I did a bunch of uh, interviews last year, probably 10 or 12 interviews at a uh, girls baseball tournament that we were at down in Aberdeen, Maryland. And, you know, I mm. would, in the introduction, I would say, hey, we are here, you know, on location at the, you know, Ripken Experience in Aberdeen, Maryland. So you're going to hear some fans cheering in the background and you're going to hear some, you know, bats hitting balls and that sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And I just think that added to the authenticity of the interview itself. So I really enjoyed those, whether we were in kind of like a picnic area with a guest or, you know, I did one where we were literally sitting in the stands of a baseball stadium while the game was going on, having wow. a conversation. So, um, you know, so even that you had some background noise, but you know, the mics picked up the voices, you know, really well. So, yeah, I want to jump in there because I, no, I'm ahead. one of the guys that's going to harp on the sound quality of things, but I do think it depends on what you're doing. So I love the fact that you are on the road and people that listen to your podcast, your audience knows that. And so to be able to interview someone right there in the middle of a baseball game, there is really something about the authenticity of being there. I think that was the word you used, the authenticity of that story because you're living in the middle of it. And I, I think it works. I think it works. Yeah. And I do. And like I said, I'll always add in the intro, you know, if, if I'm in a spot where I know I'm going to pick up some background noise yep. just to give my listeners a heads up. So as far as my in-person interviews, that's, that's the way I do it. And then I use, um, Libsyn is the platform that I use to get it out to the rest of the, the podcast platforms. How much editing do you do? So you sit down and record an episode. What does your editing process look like? Thankfully, um, there've been you know, most episodes have just really flowed for me. So there's been very little editing that I've had to do. Great. Um, but there is some, you know, there's definitely some editing involved. I, you know, obviously I'm always adding, you know, some intro music and some, you know, exit music. Um, <clears throat> and the software that I use for that is, uh, it's called Cyberlink. And again, I, I don't even know. I mean, I just kind of found that through a, you know, an internet search of, video and audio editing software for dummies kind of thing. <laughs> so I'm not putting a ton of time into editing, thankfully. Yeah, that's good. I think the more, the more you get behind a mic and the more you talk to people, the easier it is to let the conversation just kind of flow and feel natural. I just remember when I started, it was super awkward. We didn't know how to interview. My co-host and I, we spent, I think we did five or six kind of prep episodes, which is one thing I share with people too, if you're starting out and you are going to be interviewing, or even if it's just you on a microphone, practice a couple episodes before you start, because you're not going to like the first couple anyway, even if it's your seventh try, 
right? And that's the first episode that actually goes out. You're going to look back after seven more episodes and go, oh, I sounded funny or I shouldn't have said that or whatever. And so, but you're, you're a pro. You've been doing this for, you know, what, 400 and something episodes now, almost 500 between the two podcasts, I think. And, uh, you know, to be able to ask the right questions and just kind of go with the flow of the conversation is a gift. And it's something that comes with time that people can work at. So I love that, uh, that you shared that. I'm curious, Dan, um, what kind of challenges have you faced, um, as a podcaster on the road? Um, probably the biggest challenge is making sure I've got good internet. Um, Oh yeah, that would be a big one. You know, in a campground, you don't have good internet for the most part. Mm. So, you know, we, we use a hotspot, um, which has been pretty good for us. There, there've been times, but, but even that, even if you have great, you know, great hotspot on Tuesday, um, if it's cloudy on Wednesday, when you're going to do a podcast over zoom, you might not have great internet. A couple more questions I wanted to ask about kind of how you've grown as how your podcast has grown, what intentional steps you've taken, and then maybe some of your next steps. You know, most of my growth has been pretty organic, uh, to be honest with I you. I love that. Um, and uh, I don't know that I have much of a change for that. I mean, I think, you know, the more people we meet, you know, and obviously it's like, um, you know, when you get a guest that, you know, has never been on a podcast, um, they're kind of sharing it out with their network as well, mm-hmm. whether that's big or small. Um, but even if it's a smaller network, if, if I pick up, you know, an additional two or three listeners because, you know, their friend who's never been interviewed for anything was just interviewed on my show. Um, that that's a win for me, you know? Um, yeah. so it's really, you know, for me, the podcast in itself is just really about telling the stories. Um, what happens beyond that um, happens, and maybe that'll change for me. And you know, in a couple months or a year, and I, I put more focus on growing the listenership and that sort of yeah. stuff. But you know, I get a fair amount of downloads right now, um, and it's it's continually growing. You know, every month is is greater than the past month. What are some of your next steps, Dan? Again, it's it's just meeting people, um, you know, again, giving them those those opportunities. Um, and for me, you know, when I'm when I'm interviewing a guest, I always want to make it about them. You know, mm-hmm. it is their story. It's it's my show, but it's their story. And and I think that's, you know, why I've been able to experience some of the growth that I have is because, you know, people really you know, do look at me as genuinely um, giving them a platform to share their story. Um, it's That's not great. about me. You know, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with, you know, you got a lot of podcast hosts where they got this big, strong, loud intro and this and that. And that's just, again, it's just not me. It's not my style. And I think if I would try to do that, it wouldn't come across genuine anyway, you yeah. know? So for me, it's just, just the conversation. So, yeah. you know, as far as what's next for me, you know, it's just, you know, putting more miles on the RV, mm-hmm. um, meeting more of those many little people in those many little places and telling those stories, um, you know, doing some more writing, um, <clears throat> you know, more, more speaking opportunities and, and stuff like that. Um, but really, the, the beauty of what we've done is 
that we're able to do whatever we're doing on our own terms. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the beauty of the lifestyle for sure. Yeah. I think there's, and you know, I just, I want to wrap up, but I want to just kind of respond to a couple of things that you said that as I've been listening to you, um, just here in this interview, it, it makes me think of, so my wife got onto this, uh, social media account called people of New York. It's kind of a, you know, it's a photographer that takes pictures of people in New York and he's gone all over the world now and writing stories. And I just think, um, I've thought about what does that look like in a podcast form? And I think you're kind of onto that. It sounds that, you know, many little people in many little places, I love, again, that tagline uh, to give people an opportunity to share their stories that people that maybe may or may not stand out even in their own community, people that may or may not be even looking to stand out, but everybody has a story to tell. And everybody's story is interesting in its own right, because, you know, the, the things that, that happened in our past, the things that we experience, the things that we do, the people that have been a part of our lives really help shape who we are now and the things that we're passionate about. And everyone has a good story to tell. So I admire what you're doing, Dan. Uh, you picked up another listener today. Uh, you know, in the, the ones that I've listened to, I'm really interested to go back and listen to some more. Um, and hear what you've got coming out. So I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. Where can people find you? Um, if I'll put the link to your podcast in the show notes, but you're on YouTube under the same name. Yep. YouTube under Dan Clouser. And my website is uh, either just danclauser.com or journeyofmymotherson.com. They both go to the same, same spot, um, but links to everything from there, links to the podcast, um, my blogs, uh, books, speaking opportunities, everything that you can find out is right there. It'll take you wherever you need to go. Well, Dan, thank you so much. Thanks for being on Good Podcasting. I've really enjoyed the interview. And I hope that even my listeners of this podcast jump on board and check out your your podcast. Journey to My Mother's Son is the name of it. Uh, many little people in many little places. Dan, thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Brian. I really appreciate it. My conversation with Dan was so good and it went so much longer than the 28 or 30 minutes of it that you heard in this particular episode. So what I did was took all of that bonus content and I posted it over on Patreon. If you're interested in hearing more from Dan or any of the other guests that I get to interview on the show, I've got all the bonus content from here and some behind the scenes footage from my YouTube channel, Summit City Studios over there. You're going to get as a patron you're going to get some sneak peeks at what's to come in future episodes, along with all sorts of other perks. If you're interested, you can find it at patreon.com backslash good podcasting. If you're interested in any of my other content, you can find me on YouTube at Summit City Studios. And if you're interested in any of the services that I provide to podcasters, like coaching and consulting, and even some of the back-end work of editing and post-production, you can find me at summitcitystudios.com. Now, if you are listening on Apple, I'd really appreciate if you take just a minute and rate and review this show before you get out of your car and you walk into work this morning, or before you walk back into your house for dinner, before your kids tackle you as you walk in the front door, love for you to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And that'll do it for this episode of Good Podcasting. Until next time, plug in that mic and create a good podcast. Good podcasting.